What's up, everybody? Welcome to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. You saw I waited until you you did your air horn. I did. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I might have to like you know what I might do. I might start pre-recording, recording our intro or something, and then like throw the air horn in there. What you think? I mean, I enjoy doing it myself, so I don't really. It doesn't really matter to me either way. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I get this. I get this weird joy out of doing it. I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. It's I mean, the, but I understand the kind the wanting to pre-record it and, you know, to just have it ready so that we don't. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of, it, it sets the tone for the show, you know, we kind of get the talk in, see what's going on. So, I mean, I don't know. I like it. What do you guys I, think? Do you guys think he should pre-record this or kind of just let it rock out like we have been? I, you, at this point, like if I keep letting this go on, it's going to be a point where like, I, I'm not going to be able to change it. Cause then people are going to be like, well, where's the air horn? Why isn't she doing the air horn anymore? And I'm like, exactly. I'm fucking up the rotation. Exactly. So I say, I say, let's rock out with what we got, what we're doing. I think we're doing something good and we just keep the air horns and keep it moving. All right. All right. I'm rocking out with that. All right. So what's going on fair? What's, what's, what's new with you this week? Uh, Nothing, still just procrastinating on my homework, you know. I'm getting it done, though. <laughs> just procrastinating. <laughs> yeah. You when know it's a funny? class that I don't in, particularly, like, care too much about, I kind of procrastinate about it. Ain't that with everything, though? Like, yeah, anything that true. you don't really care too much about, you got to procrastinate for? I don't yes. remember the last time I've done homework, honestly. Even when I've I was been, in school. I've been doing homework for five years. Like I'm, I'm over it. I mean, I've been in school for a few different things in those five years, but for the last five years I've been in school. And I think that's kind of what, where my procrastination is coming from. Just like burnout of doing school, but I only have a year left, so I'll be fine. Finish I, that year. I, I, ex- I ex- it, it got pushed further because I sh- was supposed to have been done in June, but I think I had started, I started feeling the burnout last year and so it forced me to have to do a couple, a few classes over. So I'm going to do it, though. I'm, I'm pushing through. What about you? What's going on with you? Let's see. Busy as usual. I'm, like, planning multiple events, both in person and virtual. And then, like, all, like, before November 3rd. So I got, like, less than three weeks to do multiple events. E. But, you know, let's see. What I, what I got coming up this, this weekend? I know, I know. <laughs> this this past week I was on a I was on a Zoom panel with a bunch of other men which prompted like this this episode yeah, we'll, idea. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that later. We'll get into that. <laughs> I figured that's where it came from, but we'll 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 talk about that. Did you were you did you see the panel? It was yesterday. Did you see the oh well I not yesterday for people listening, but yesterday for us because we're recording Friday. Uh, I didn't it was see Thursday. It. Yeah, I did a I Zoom panel it, with I, I, I felt like, okay, go tell them what the Zoom was about first, and then I'll explain why I didn't see it. I was considering it, but I didn't see it. So I'll, so, I'll explain it to you. Yeah, it was a Zoom panel with State Senator Vincent Hughes. He he called me up and was like, you know, shout out to, to Vincent Hughes as well. Burr, 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 burr. He, look, you see, you got, <laughs> you know, you somebody when you get the air horn after the shout out. <laughs> But he stays keeping me plugged into different events that he's doing. He's always mm-hmm. invited me on his radio show to come in just to speak about what some of the things that I'm doing. He's pulled up to to this podcast and, you know, to some of our Zoom panel discussions. Yes, I was on so, a Zoom panel with him once. It yeah. was, he's, a, he's a really cool guy. He's a cool guy. And he's he's all he's very much invested into just like hearing from younger people. And just kind of, you know, uplifting them as much as possible. Just to, to shout out to him. But it was his actually his he put it on. He helped, you know, organize this panel. But it was his son-in-law, mm-hmm. I believe, who was kind of moderating the panel. And it was a panel of black men just talking about, like, the importance of voting, getting plugged in and, you know, how we how we kind of like can can mobilize in different ways and better so that we are, you know, changing to na- the narrative that's around black men. We all did not have the same ideology and come to the mm. table in agreements on that. Uh, so that see, was interesting. Now I'm upset that I didn't see it 
but I didn't see it because I felt like I felt like that was a space for you all. Like women, we have our spaces where we talk about things and we discuss things and things about women and, and politics and our bodies and all sorts of things. And though not all the time, sometimes it's, it's just for us. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if that was a just for you guys things that not that, you know, women aren't women can't come through because a lot of things are just for men. <laughs> But I feel like black men in particular, especially when it comes to voting and being engaged in the community and things like that, that's something that you all need to figure out without two, without a bunch of people's input on what we think you guys should be doing. But I wish I would have watched it because I would have loved to hear all the differing views. So I was I was kind of unsure. That's 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 where gotcha. my hesitation came from. I was I was a little unsure if I if I should be there or not. And that, that makes sense on the hesitation for it. And so we'll get into the a little bit. We'll dive a little bit deeper into, you know, kind of the topics of discussion on that a little bit later. But that that's what I did on, you know, this past Thursday with a number of different, you know, men in the Philadelphia community, city council member, you know, a young man from from West Philly who won his Democratic uh, nomination, and so he's on his track to becoming a state rep in West Philly, state senator oh. to Hughes, a number of burr, other burr, activists burr. in the city. He gets um, and so too. he does, and so it was just it was nice to be able to just kind of you know shoot the shit a little bit with some other guys that's doing the work. And this weekend, when this episode airs, so hopefully you will listen to this episode after you attend this event on Sunday. Because this this episode we're on Sunday, we're doing a shop talk trivia event with NBA legend Isaiah Thomas for Black oh. Men, and uh, it's going to be a virtual event with uh, Color of Change Pack, and so that's you know again women are definitely welcome to pull up to that one, but the idea is it's designed to get more men plugged into some of the things that we're doing. So yeah, that's basically what's happening this weekend with the event. So hopefully folks will show up to that to, to sign up. You can hit the link in my bio. It's at three o'clock on Sunday. It's all that's virtual. It's cool. all free. Yeah, I'll definitely um, check that one out. I actually am doing something this weekend. A friend of mine is having like a little bake sale thing for breast domestic violence awareness. And so I am donating some stuff to that and going to go support that. And that's happening this weekend. I will, let me, it's happening tomorrow. Let me go back and look up the dates and stuff for that. I will give you that information in a little bit for anyone cool, cool. who will be in the Atlanta area. That's what's up. So yeah, those are, those are my, my most recent updates, all of my events that I'm doing. I'm also doing, I'm not going to announce all of that yet. It's too, too far out. Let, let let everybody figure it out. You know, you don't want to give up too much. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Follow me on Instagram if you ever want to get plugged into some of the stuff I'm doing. I know everybody that listens to this already follows me on Instagram. So um, that's not a, I don't really do thing. anything, but you can still follow me on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. You never shout out your social media. I am. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that because I'm becoming more active on Twitter now. I don't get like any likes or comments, but I'm still there. Most people don't. You know, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I. I mostly post like voting things or just stuff. Not too much about me. Well, I used to. I archived all of that shit, so it's gone. But I post things here or there, but not too much personal stuff, but kind of because I'm like, I, we talked about this before. I'm the kind of person like when I'm doing something, I don't think about taking pictures. Like I'm just out doing what it is that I'm doing. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't take any fucking pictures. But uh, I try. I'm on Facebook, but I use Facebook for like silly stuff when I'm looking at silly videos and shit or laughing at something, some dumb something that i saw but i'm attempting to become more active but so yeah i'll send you guys my i'll let you guys get my socials and emails if you want to send me hate mail too i don't care i'll read it i'll probably (laughs) laugh at it (laughs) yeah it's usually pretty funny i don't i i am not active on social media i only post something when i have like something going on i personally want someone to to do all the posting for me like i would actually (laughs) i would prefer to actually pay somebody to do it for me so if you're so out there there you go if anybody listening 
Salah needs somebody to post on his social media for him. So hit him up. I, I have somebody that's been interning for me. That's just been like helping like manage like comments and things like that. But I need somebody to fully take over. I, I just need somebody to say, you need here, a social here's all the media stuff. manager. Here's all my stuff. Do do the social media things with it. You need a social media manager. I do. I really do. I don't have the money to pay anyone, so don't don't come knocking on this door. <laughs> I'm not. I ain't got that kind of money though. Like I ain't rich. I mean, but any kind of compensation, you won't get it from me whatsoever. So <laughs> don't even bother. Not. I'm not uh, there yet. I'm. A, I'm gonna be like you one day, and you know, get invited to shows and host panels and all that stuff. I'll be like you one day, but right now. It's not popular. I'm the Philly plug. If you need something, I know people that can get you stuff. Ap- apparently, you are. So apparently, yeah. you are. Yeah, All right, let's talk let's, about some stuff. Let's let's move on. Politics and pop culture. So. All, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So founder of Listen. BT comes out and says that like go with the devil you know than the one you. What does he some bullshit he said? Yeah. Okay. So I saw it, and when I saw it, I kept scrolling. First that, of all, that's that's what that's what it was for me. I was like, oh word. Okay, I don't watch BT anyway, so. Exactly. I hate BET. <laughs> I have hated BET for a very long time. Like I, I truly am disappointed in the way BET has turned out because yeah, the, it, the programming like, is terrible. It is. I, re- I there was a tweet or like an Instagram post or meme or something, you know, a few weeks ago, and it was like, I'm so sad with the, how BET turned out because, like, could you imagine all of the actual like good shows that you could see? You know, the real black news that you could see reported on the air, the, you know, the black versions of all of these, like, you know, you know, HGTV style shows that you see, mm-hmm. the black cooking shows that yep. you could see on BT. Like, all, like, it's such a disappointment because all you see is the reality TV. All you see is the ratchet stuff and not necessarily saying that ratchet isn't like there's there's something wrong with ratchet. But like, yeah, we all need a little bit of ratchet. Yeah, but like in moderation, like if that's all you see on BET or if that's all they promote or like the badass acting in the Tyler Perry shows, Listen, like we gonna, we, we'll what get to that? Tyler Perry in a minute, but I completely agree with you. The, the programming is horrible. They don't really give anything back to people that makes them want to. Okay, let me rephrase that. They're not providing content that is very that makes us look good like it just it, it just doesn't i'm not a i'm not i'm not a huge fan of any of the reality shows either the love and hip-hops and all those mm-hmm. other networks i i watch them when if someone else around me is watching it which is very rare my our sister watches it lee watches it but like that's about it but she usually is watching it in her room so if I'm in her room, then I'm watching it with her. But it, it doesn't provide any substantial content. Like I haven't, My, I have, I haven't fucked with BET since AJ and Free. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. I, I would say that it it doesn't provide well-rounded count content, right. right? And so, like it, when you look at BET by and large, it pigeonholes. Uh, black existence into one you know look type one of, yeah. type of you know dynamic and it's just like we we come in all different shapes sizes ideologies like shades you know you know socioeconomic status like it doesn't have to always be like this one type of thing it's called yeah. black entertainment television for a reason let it be that like everything doesn't have to be all of the movies from the 90s and early 2000s, right? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be uh, reality TV shows about, you know, becoming a hip-hop star or tattoo artist or whatever the fuck shows that they have on yeah, there all the time. Like, bad. there's so, like, so many other style of shows that are out there. It doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to only be Tyler Perry shows I was, either. Yo, I was just about to say, and then the scripted shows that they do have don't have to only be Tyler Perry. Like, Tyler Perry is his work is terrible. Look, I'm it's I'm, so bad. I am all for 
like black people being successful and having money and getting a platform. But that nigga make me want to fight him with some of the shows he had. And he, had on. he has Tyler Perry Studios out here, which is great, you know, and it's on the old army base, which is even greater. And it's in the hood, which is even greater than greater. But like his show, he doesn't, they're just bad. They're so, they're poorly written. And you can, because cause he only allows himself to be the writer. And it's like, bro, you can't do it by yourself. And then you're a man and you think you can write for women, which yeah. boggles my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, to a certain extent, I'm not going to say that men can't write for women. Like, that's not, that's not the truth. But... To be so arrogant because you grew because you were raised by women and you grew up around mostly just women that you know how their thought processes and how to write for them by yourself, the arrogance is just insane. <sighs> yeah, and all that to say, <laughs> that's yeah. It's not shocking to see how BT turned out. To now hear that the founder of BET will, is willing to vote for Donald Trump. It's not surprising. It's not just willing. not surprising. He will vote for Donald Trump. He's going right. to. It's, it's, it's not surprising. It's, it's sad. It's, it's, you know, beyond unfortunate. But it's not, it's not surprising because, like, I feel as though, like, all you really care about is being a black capitalist and getting your money and mm-hmm. what what some of these policies are going to do for your bottom line. And right. that's really it. That's it. Yeah. So we can move uh, on from because that's he's trash and we'll move on from that. Yeah. The fly that changed the world. This was the highlight. Yeah. Well, it man. wasn't the only it was one of the highlights of that debate yeah there, there were two highlights there was uh mamala's faces listen and the, i was here the, for every single one of them and if you are a black person and or a black woman or have one of those people in your life you were able to spot every single one of them yep for better or worse you've seen some of those faces before and so and flashbacks I was here for it and then she wait the way she kept saying i'm speaking okay Mm-hmm. Like oh, like I don't think people understand the level of black that she was because she had to tone it down. Yeah, yeah, I felt that when we were when we were watching, like it felt she was being subdued, and and it, initially I was upset, but I was like, you know, I, I get it, like because you know, there's so much out there. That if you do check him the way that everybody is begging you to do, the narrative is going to be spun as you being this angry black woman. And so I think she I think she played the part well. I think she allowed him to just make himself look like a fool without having Mm -hmm. to actually do anything. And to the point where he literally had a fly sitting on his head like the memes just the memes have just been has been fantastic the twitter pages that immediately came up like they they flew up (laughs) yo when i when i I, it's funny because like i was in we did a you know my job did a zoom like watch party that you know you know farrah pulled up to and at the same time we also have like a slack message board if anybody you know uses slack in their company it's just like a message yeah. board for you to communicate and like it was quiet for the most part and the chat and the and the watch party was quiet the, the message board was quiet slack was quiet and then a the fly happened and it was like a bomb went off like <laughs> <laughs> the memes just kept coming and i was on the floor i don't and even listen, i honestly don't think i paid attention to the rest of the debate after the fly <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't much else to see like a bunch of mike pence obfuscating and lying and just you know being a trash ass white man but shout out to Joe Biden's social media manager. Yeah, they was on that. They was on it. I mean, they got they the fly the the Biden with the fly swat picture immediately was up. It was up like it, it, within seconds. It was up within seconds. And then they got the fly will vote uh URL <laughs> and they have the fly swats on their on their store. Like yeah. whoever 
is in charge of merch and their social media marketing is genius. They're yeah, genius. they they were they were fast. They were fast with the with buying the the, the website name, the domains. What was it? The one was uh, flywillvo and flyonpence.com <laughs> and the, and the Twitter page, Mike Pence's Fly. Mike Pence's like, Fly, but there's a few Twitter pages though, but Mike Pence's Fly and then just the the memes and the like the, the somebody was like the fly is going to have to quarantine. The fly has been <laughs> rushed to Walter Reed. This one guy on Twitter was like, I want to quote it correctly. Hold on. I think I have a picture of it. And, and it actually landed on his head in the section where the original question was about Brianna Taylor. So shout out to that. The fly knew what the fuck was up. <laughs> and so, you know, he's going on and on about law and order and blah, blah, blah. And so this is when Kamala is like, you know, I will not be lectured to. I will not sit here and be lectured to by, by someone who has no experience. Like, I'm the only one on this stage with this kind of experience. So don't try me, boo, is basically what she said. But somebody tweeted, I will not sit here and get lectured to by a nigga with a fly on his head. When I tell you I died, I could barely even tell, like... It took me five minutes to even be able to read that to somebody because I laughed so hard. I will not be lectured to by a nigga with a fly on his head. Do you know how black that sounds? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I only I, I was lost in words. Take, you can even take nigga out and just I will not be lectured to by a fool with a fly on his head. Like, that's a black girl line. That one took the cake for me. Yeah, they all of the memes were just like they did it me in, great. honestly. Like it I just great. honestly don't even think I paid attention to the rest of the debate. But but and, they were they were honestly hilarious. And then someone went really quick, somebody was like the the fly adhered to the rules better than Mike Pence did because it was on his head for approximately two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh man. Fucking All right, great. let's 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 move on. Let's talk about what's local. So I'll let you go ahead and go first. Okay, sure. So, it's so much drama in this world right now and just mess and nonsense. And I'm trying to find, like, uplifting things. So, the uh, last week I had the schools offering assistance to people being evicted. And so, this week there's an elementary school in Clayton County, Georgia. That's the suburbs of Atlanta for anyone who is not from here. And they have voted to name um, a new school that's being built after Michelle Obama. So that's pretty exciting. It got voted on by everyone. It was a unanimous vote. So now they're just waiting on approval from our forever first lady to be able to do that. It, I'm sorry, it wasn't unanimous. It was approved seven to two. So whoever those two were, boo on you. But the school, like I said, is under construction. is in a city called Jones, Jonesboro, which is in the Clayton County School District. And the school has been voted to be named Michelle Obama STEM Elementary School. So shout out to that. That's what's up, actually, because I think, like I said last week, I surround myself with so much of the like crazy stuff that's happening in the news. So... Like, it's good to hear some of the good stories. And I, I'm, this story that I have is, is kind of good, I would say. Philly is suing the uh, the state of Pennsylvania over how they've been handling the gun laws. And so sounds like a bad thing because it's a lawsuit, but it's actually a good thing because basically the city has been is saying that, like, look, as on the state level, you've been tying our hands with how we can actually implement policies that's actually going to address violent crime in the city we know that violent mm. crime is up like 30 plus percent in philadelphia this year and so like the idea is that like this lawsuit will hopefully allow the city to be able to take more direct actions on addressing you know violence in the city hopefully that doesn't mean just adding more cops but we 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 shall see what this, which is this usually lawsuit. the the remedy oh we have you, problems more cops more money yep Yep, that's usually the remedy. Remedy. So shout out to shout out to, you know, the school naming itself Obama. Except those trash people that voted against it. And shout out to Philly for finally trying to stand up to the state to get some shit done in here. Do something. 
All right, we let's take a let's take a quick break. We're gonna move on to our main topic right after this. Here at Salah's Corner, I am always looking to connect with new people, hear new perspectives, and share new stories. And right now, I want to hear from you. Email me at realtalk@salahscorner.com, and we can get your story featured on our next episode. All right, so welcome back. So, as I said, I, I did the panel a few days ago with with some some legislators in the city and the states, some activists, all black men, focused on getting engaged and getting plugged in to just some of the work that's been done. And it just it, it dawned on me this question, which was I thought I thought I think this question needs to be specifically asked and talked about. And the question is is how do black men get plugged into the work that black women are already doing. And I, 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 I think it's important to, it's not saying that black men aren't involved. Like I'm, I'm a black man. I'm clearly involved with a lot of different things. We had a call with black men clearly being involved with a lot of different things, but it's certainly not at the capacity as black women. I say that because when I do organizing calls, when I, you've been on some of my organizing calls, Farah, mm-hmm. it's almost always women. I'm usually the only man on them. And those yeah, aren't I've people that's that. working for the organization. Those are volunteers. Those are people trying to figure out how they can to lend a helping hand, how they can see and make changes. And like it's it's frustrating to me to see that. It's one of the reasons why I'm actually got you know, kind of involved a little bit more into especially some of the behind the scenes stuff. But it's frustrating to see that because I hear so many men talking about how things need to change and we need to uplift and then we need to take our communities back, yada, yada, yada. But like, I don't see them. I don't see them. I don't know if anybody else uh, sees them. And I know they care and I know they talk about it. But like when it comes to the grassroots, when it comes to the behind the scenes the stuff that doesn't get any shine, I don't know. I don't know. What, yeah. what are your thoughts? I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting question. And it kind of... It kind of speaks to what we were talking about last week with how black women... We stand up and we fight for black men in a way that they don't fight for us. And so it it, it, it kind of speaks to that a little bit. I think, I think black women do it so much is because we have to. You know, we're the ones taking care for, for the majority for a lot. I won't even say majority. I say I would say a lot of the times because I'm not somebody who can keep statistics in my head and throw all that kind of stuff out. So I'm not going to be that person. But it's very often where the woman is the head of the household. You know, the woman is in charge of taking care of everything. Women are... We're, we're naturally nurturers and so we feel as though it is incumbent on us to ensure that our the people in our circles and in our communities are are safe and cared for and so I think it's a natural inclination for women to do it and especially because there was such a war there is such a war on incarcerating black men and you know, demonizing black men that we we feel like we have to do more work for you guys to uplift you all and show the world that you all are not these people. Despite the problems that we have with each other, you know, we still fight to do that. And I think that at least the way that it comes off to me as a black woman, I think big black men have become so numb to the way that society treats them that they find a level of content in in their worlds and they just choose to stay in it as opposed to fighting for it because they've been so beaten down so much Um, And, and and a lot of times it can get them killed or you know thrown in jail and a myriad of other things. So I think that's part of it. 
I, I wanted to pull up a statistic to talk about the nuances of all of this, because this this can get this can go a lot of different ways. And so 63 percent and it's kind of like stayed relatively within like five points of each other over the last few uh, presidential elections, 63 percent of black women vote. 59% of black men vote. And so they're close. Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously women are much more engaged in, than that in men, but they are close. But that's it's not just about voting. That's a 10% gap, though. That's a 10-point gap. No, that's only, uh, no, 63 and 59. Oh, okay, okay. 63 and 59. And so, but it's but it's more than voting. And I think that's where, when I did this call the other day, that's where I kind of got back to and you know why i'm doing some of the work that i do because it's it goes deeper than voting and then just kind of showing up especially just showing up on the presidential elections because we know that presidential election turnout is much higher than like mid-year than the midterm turnout and even off-year elections because you know next year philadelphia has a district attorney's race right and so like it's but it's not even just the voting piece it's also like you know the door-to-door campaigning right it's also getting on you know phone calls to make you know for an organization and calling you know community members about voting or texting community members about voting or just showing up at a volunteer event to help register people to vote that the grunt work of that is primarily done by women mm-hmm. and that that is where the disconnect lies in and i'm, I'm going to tell you my my, I'm I, I'm probably going to get some some heat for this, honestly, but <laughs> I'm going to tell smoke. you probably. But like this is really like when I step back and look at the number of men that are involved in different things, they the reason why they get involved. Well, I won't say the reason why, because I'm not in their head, but I can tell you what propels them to action in different ways from the things that they're doing. It's it, It's about the status that comes with it. It's about how prolific of a profile they'll be able to get from being attached to an event or mm. an action or turnout. And so, like, a lot of the work that I do is not in front of the camera. It's not, you know, in front of audiences or in front of large number of people or media or, you know, prominent figures, public figures or anything like that. It's a lot of it is done behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, just doing grunt work, sitting here sitting here teaching 20 people how to send 50,000 texts and also sending, you know, 10,000 of them myself. Right. And so like a lot of that is done behind the scenes and I just don't see a lot of men on that side of the work. I see uh, them on the other side where they're out on the street with the camera in their face and, and, and being able to speak and, you know, finesse in different situations. But like your work is also needed on the grunt work side too. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say that to be quite honest, I was gonna at least allude to that, but I'll let you finish and then. Well, it, like it, it just, it's. I'll, I'll let you jump in in a second, but like the, it, it just makes me, you know, want to say to like men, like you don't have to be the leaders in every room and every conversation that you go into, and I think that's the huge part of it, right? Like, how can you be a supporting role, right? Or have you thought of even being a supporting role? Right. Do you need to be up front? Do you need to have your name or your organization attached to whatever this thing is doing or whatever this is or that is? Or like, can you really be seen as like, how can I pull up and support you so that because I care about the outcome more than I care about how I'm going to look being attached to this event? Or I care about your success in this rather than how I can personally benefit. I'll let you jump in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was definitely going to say that <laughs> men like for women to do the work and then want to be there when it's time to reap the spoils. But it kind of it yeah. kind of it, it it has a it has a religious undertone to it and it's a patriarchal issue. I I I, I I posted this question on one of my social media before like black men black men benefit from white supremacy the same way that white women do in a different way 
but they still benefit from the white male patriarchy in a sense because simply because they're a man and mm-hmm. so it's that aspect of the, the 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 male the patriarchy and then is a religious thing too about men being the head and 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 all of that to where like i had a friend we're still we're still friends i I speak to him like on mostly on th- social media because he he lives in um, Philly, but he said to me, him and a couple other people, a couple other guys, said that they would not vote for Hillary because a woman women can't lead men, mm. so voting for Hillary wasn't an option because as a Christian I can't let allow a woman to lead me, mm-hmm. and so I was like, wow, like. So you rather have the guy that will admit to sexually assaulting your sister than a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny so because it's, it's those two to me. It's those two things that play that that work in conjunction with each other as to why that's the, that's part of the problem of why black men aren't as engaged in politics or just community organizing as black women on top of the other systematic racism issues that men have to deal with on a different scale than women do you know how i was talking about earlier with you know the attack on them as thugs and yeah it's ultra aggressive and you know things like that i slightly agree with you know, how black men are portrayed. But I think that's more of a catalyst for black men to get involved. I think that gets more black men angered and fired up about getting involved because of how they're portrayed. But I think when they do get involved, I don't know if it, I won't say it's a seduction to the limelight of it, but it's like the there is it there is this aspect of like I need to be front and center or I need to go into the room and be the leader and tell people because how it needs to be lead. done. Because and it's like that's lead. not that's 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 the narrative is that um, when a man is present, he has to be the leader. And but that's, that's just, so that's how destructive it, and it, it so is. counterintuitive to how like organizing is actually done. And but that's the way the patriarchy works. Mm. That's, that's that's why the patriarchy exists to set up these hierarchies so that only one thing can actually come through. Yeah. It's it's set yeah. up that way on purpose. It's 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 honestly it's 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 sad to see because you know, and that's not saying that any any man that's out there wants to claim the limelight or any man that does claim the limelight or get any type of status from the work that he's doing is doing right. it for Right. This is very reasons. generalized. It's not necessarily saying that, but it is saying that like what work are you doing that's not putting you in the limelight, right? Like, what what are you doing behind the scenes that's doing the grunt work of getting other people or uplifting other people, right? Like, what are you doing? Like, to me, especially when you do get to that status, right? I look at people that have different leadership roles in political activism, especially, like, when you get into activism in a big city because there 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 starts to be these like networks and coalitions and you know cliques that start to roll mm-hmm. roll with each other right mm-hmm. like but like when you get to when you climb up that ladder of status in the activist community what are you doing to help the next person underneath you right or what are you doing to help the next organization that's that that is you know, speaks to whatever mission that you're doing, or is it just about doing your own agenda and your, your or own what thing? are you doing to train the next you? Or are you right. just trying to hold that space just for yourself? Right. Lot, and that's people like to really, people really like to do that. They really like to hoard their knowledge so that no one else has it. And you're the only one that can come, they can come to, 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 to get it and not give that space to teach other people to do it like this, this, is, this is a big fucking world there's a lot of fucking work to do you don't have to do it all on your own yeah and and that's where i i get into that's where i got into this question of like well how do how do men get plugged in it in a different way right like how do how do you start to show men 
that it's not about you being the leader versus like the goal is about black equity, right? Mm-hmm. Or or equality or civil rights or voting rights or or education and health, all of those things, right? Like that's the goal. The goal isn't necessarily how you look and how you come out on this or even that you get your specific agenda across. Like how do you get black men into this this work without centering them, you know, as being the leader in the room or like they have to be the one to speak on this. And, and you know, I started to think about like, well, you know, the, the first things first is like, you know, men need to understand that like, yo, I need you to pull up at this volunteer event. Like I need you to actually just show up and volunteer, you know, and not be in front of the camera and be in front of them. How do you defer to other people that have been in the work? Because I see, I, I see this, you know, I like your analogy earlier when you say it's, it's similar to white women, because I see this a lot with white women. White women like to, to be woke all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then like to speak on things as if they are like they've been there right all this time. And like black men like to do that as well. You know, black men can and, you know, like to all of a sudden, you know, they involved in, in all of this stuff and they want to lead the conversation instead of taking a backseat to the people who've done the work. Mm-hmm. And and so like that's that specifically is something that black men really need to kind of get their shit together on because like you can't you can't pull up into the kitchen and start telling the other chefs you know how to cook when you ain't never picked up a fucking spatula or something and it's the same thing with organizing yeah i know you're black and i yeah i know you're in poverty and you have some 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 you know ideas on things but like a lot of times it's not about being in the limelight it's about Deferring to those who have been doing the work and are committed to the organizing aspects yeah. of it and then picking up those skills so you can maybe one day be in their shoes. Yeah. Do you remember any of the other things that the men in the the panel that you were on said? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't. <laughs> you don't have You're to say names. <laughs> I just want I'm just interested in the thought processes. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I understand. I, I'm, I'm, I was just thinking of like, because I can be very opinionated sometimes. And like, you know, I think one trait. of the, it is, it really is. <laughs> you know, one of the one that I think the last point that was that I made and that was made on the whole thing. My, by, by the way, the the panel that we did is available on Facebook. You can go to State Senator Vincent Hughes Facebook page and you can actually watch the whole thing. OK, yeah, I'm going to check to. that out. But like one of the last things that I mentioned was how I, I hear I hear black men say this all the time, specifically black men, about how we need a you know, we need to get everybody on the same page. We need an agenda that's gonna address everything. Everybody just like you need to be down to support the black cause. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we'll say, Well, black people ain't a monolith. Well, motherfucker, which one is it? Yeah. Like you can't say that you need one specific black agenda that everybody it has to agree with. And if they don't agree with it, that say, that's the problem. And then turn around and say that black people ain't a monolith. Like you mm-hmm. speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Like you have to be, there has to be a way for black people to sit at the table, disagree with each other in a way that doesn't exclude other black people from the table and continues to stay at that same table. I think, right? yeah, I think that, but see, that that's that's the thing though right like a lot of people think that it all like how can i put this it kind of goes to it goes to the monolith thing that you were talking about like if you if if your agenda for for black black folks is one thing and then it doesn't fit their narrative of what all, it all encompassing or like if it's missing a, a component that it that is not enough you know what I'm saying like if if I have A if I have A through Y in my agenda but Z is missing and even though I benefit from N I benefit from P I benefit from W I benefit from C, D, and E if Z's not there then 
I'm 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 done with it. I'm 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 not doing it. Like this ain't for me. This ain't for black people. You know what I'm saying? People have that problem and they don't understand that especially in the world politics it will it always exist. And it doesn't matter what type of institution it is, it will always exist. Whether it is a democracy, whether it is a constitutional republic according to Matt Lee. <laughs> Whether it is like it's an authoritarianism, whether it is totalitarianism, it doesn't matter what it is. Politics exists within these frameworks and you have to learn how to operate within them. And with that means that we can have a very comprehensive agendas, but understanding not everything in the agenda can be done. Or we might have to leave this out of the agenda this time. But if we address this one component, that will give way to other things that we have to leave out and give space for them to flourish. Right. So I think so. People have a, a people don't know how to how to really interact with the way that politics works in a way to where you just it's just a tool to get you a little bit further. We we, yeah. we live it. We live in immediately. I want it now. Society that people, if it, if it, if it is it's all or nothing, and so I think that's part of the problem. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that is men's problem. I can't speak to that. I'm not a man. But I think on a whole, that's the part of the problem, and it can be applied across the board to different demographics. Yeah, it's it's I mean, I think it's I think that specifically can be a liberal problem. Mm-hmm, if I don't if I don't get the whole very, pie. Right. Republicans are very good at piecemealing shit. They will piecemeal the fuck out of something. That's yeah. why we have all of these Republican judges now, because the Republicans were very specific on what they wanted for the last 40 years and getting to the point to where they can get what they want right now. It took them 40 years to get there. But they're patient enough to understand what the end game is. Yeah. And, and and I think that's something that liberals need to understand. And I think part of that comes with the fact that, like, you know, there is a, a, a particular type of frustration on the part of liberals because it's like we've waited for so long and we're not going to continue waiting anymore. So I get that aspect of it. But like you still nothing happens overnight. And so, like, there has to be ways that you set the path for people so that they can get there and not just immediately get in there overnight but to speak to the other part of like the man piece about it is like the it's it, it i think it hits a little bit deeper for men because there is that i need to be the leader aspect right and so it's it's one thing if you and i sit down and we i i i i you and i don't agree on tactics on how to you know get from how to include all of a through z in the plan right and so we we you know essentially leave the table men come with it from a very different perspective when it comes to like having to be seen as the leader and because i need to be kind of seen as the leader it's not even about we could have that same plan but because i want to do a b c and you want to maybe do CBA, like, it's like, I ain't, I ain't with this. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, I think that is what kind of hits a little bit deeper when men, and men from that perspective, because it's like, I need to be the leader. I need to be the, the, I need to be front and center. I need to be able to get into the room and be able to tell, you know, talk like it is. I like, I need my moment and all of this. And it's like, bro, it ain't, that ain't, that don't need to be you. Like, you don't need to play a, that role in this thing there's 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 opportunities for that to come up but like it doesn't have to be at everything or this thing and 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 i think that speaks to being able to sit down and say like you know i was on a call a few months ago with a bunch of you know guys again and one of the guys on a call said you know like yo we need we need a black agenda that everybody can come together and with and the other the the counter argument with to that i mean not the counter argument but the the what the supporting argument to that is like that's why we can't get to get what we want and then that, uh, 
and then that's why I don't get involved because I don't see a plan that addresses all of our stuff. So then I'm not doing it. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. Like, how are you going to get that plan? Mm-hmm. If how, how can you even expect that plan? If everybody doesn't come from your perspective, number one, and then two, how are you even going, even if that was a thing, how are you even going to get there if you ain't even being willing to sit at the table to talk about that plan, right? Like you just automatically excluding yourself just because like a toddler, like a child, because you ain't getting what you want. And like, that is, I don't, I don't see a lot of women do that. But I think it's celebrated, though, right? That that thought process and that that way of responding to things is celebrated. It is looked at as very as that machismo, you know, very masculine thing to do to stand your ground and stand for what you believe in. And, 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 you know, it's it's like it's, it's celebrated. So I think it's interesting. I don't know. What do you think men need to do like what do you what what are, what are your thoughts what do you how do you think black men need to get plugged in more ways to get them to be plugged in more to the process bottom line i think men need to pull up shut up and ask what they can do instead of saying how they think things should be support black women yeah like if you if 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 somebody if I got a friend that's having something going on, I know they got an event or I, you know, I see somebody asking for help with an event or I know of something that's going down, like pull up, just be like, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Not looking for ways that you can benefit or your org can benefit or you can go in and, you know, stunt on a gram to benefit. Right. Like, how mm-hmm. can I help? Like, go in just saying that they black men need to do that like mm-hmm. like if you if you are serious about wanting to see like change in black community change in impoverished communities in black neighborhoods and schools things like that find the organization and go to them and say yo how can i help that's it like it's as, it's truly truly as simple as that because it's not about you being seen and and having to 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 sway what's going on all the time sometimes you just need the body in the room yeah you need the you need the physical support in the room and nine times out of ten that support is women and not men yeah all right i got that off my chest (laughs) you feel a little better Nah, not really. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to watch this this talk because if it has, I'm interested to see because it's just it'll just be interesting, and I'm I'm sure I'll see every man that I know <laughs> in one of these yeah. men because, yeah. like I said, it's the patri- the patriarchy. Black men, black men benefit from white patriarchy the same in a different way but just the same as white women do. I mean, simply because they're men and simply because the narrative of the man being the head that they feel as though as simple as listening to an instruction from a, a woman on something that you don't know how to do is an offense to their manhood. And... There, there's one more thing that I want to say, and and I, I, I do want to reiterate the discussion. You know, I think the, the the beautiful thing that I liked about the call that we did, the panel that we did from the other day, was that you know everybody was willing to talk about how more black men can get involved, which was which was really really great. Uh, but I want to go back to something that you said, which was you know not being sure if. If you can be included into discussion, if it's, you know, an event that has a panel of men or even if it's an event that has a panel of women. Last summer, I I went to an event. I met someone. I, you know, I did a lot of networking. I always do a lot of networking. And I met someone who runs the Professional Women's Roundtable in Philadelphia. It's a nonprofit organization that's, you know, dedicated to uplifting women's voices they invited me to an event. It was about hearing from uh, women who ran from office 
it was a political event and they were just kind of talking about their experiences and running for office in, in Philadelphia. It was mostly women at, at that was in the audience. It was an all woman panel hosted by a woman, but I went because yeah, I, I like, I know they're not speaking to me or my existence or, you know, I know I certainly can't relate because I'm not a woman and I don't have to worry about sexism when I'm campaigning, but like, understanding that perspective and just hearing the voices in the room is something that men should experience. And so like men should also pull up to women's events too, right? You see a women's brunch that's talking about organizing politics or whatever, pull the fuck up. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that don't be a creep, pull up (laughs) and shut up because that's not the space for you to say what people need to do or not. That's the space for you to learn. Right. And so just like white people can pull up to some of these events that we do, it's not the space for them to take up space. It's the space for them to learn something. And so like men should also do that as well. And, you know, I say that to say because, you know, that like I said, that was last year. This year I was able to host a very similar event where I was able to have a women's panel by that same organization. They act, they invited me to come and host this event with them. And I was able to, to host this panel with some women political leaders in a city. And so like that doesn't happen <laughs> if I don't, you know, show up to these events and mm-hmm. and find ways to get plugged in and hear the different perspectives that's out there and not try to put myself in the limelight of, of the situations. So men, y'all should be pulling up to these events the same way, you know, especially to these women's events and shut your mouth and not be a creep. And be able to learn some a little bit. And I think women should do the same because I think women will get a very interesting perspective in how men think. Oh, things. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> For me, and I agree. And I will I will keep that in mind with, you know, with things that I see later. I just wasn't sure if this was a, like a thing where it's like, okay, black men, this is this is for us. Yeah. Because we definitely have spaces where it's like, this is for black women and black women only. Like, y'all not needed here. You're not yeah. wanted here. And so I just wanted to, I wasn't sure if it was one of those kinds of things, but I will definitely keep that in mind when I'm, when I see something like that come across again. All right. Um, that's enough of that. Let's take a, a real, real quick break and we'll be back with our whack asses of the week. Hey everybody, I know throughout this pandemic, everyone has been saying we're all in this together. Well, here at Salas Corner, I want to really hear from you and what you're enduring during this pandemic. Give us a call and leave us a voice memo and we'll play that on our next episode of Salas Corner. That number is 267-225-5891. Share with me your thoughts, your feelings, things that you're doing to survive during this pandemic and you'll get your memo featured on the next episode of Salas Corner. All right, welcome back with our Whack Ass of the Week segment. We need like you know, music. And like we little, do need some music. This, this, I think we need a theme theme music for it. We need an intro for this, for sure. I need like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a, what's a Whack Ass song or something or like a, you know, something stupid that denotes a Whack Ass. But anyway... Right. This is our whack ass of the week. Farah, I'm going to kick it to you to kick us off so it gives me some time to figure out my whack ass this week. <laughs> Go ahead, Farah. I ain't do my homework, y'all. Okay, so it's fine. I always wait till the last minute to do my homework. It's okay. So for me, the whack ass of the week is the White House physician, the presidential physician, Dr. Sean Conley. He is the whack ass of the week for me because just the way he blundered through those updates on Trump's COVID diagnosis over the weekend were abysmal. He lied. He lied some more and <laughs> refused to provide information. And it's just, and for all of those people who was like, he's not really sick. He's not sick. If you heard him today coughing on live TV, that man is sick. Yeah, it sounded nasty, and actually. It sounded terrible. And so he's sick for sure. They're just not 
giving us the information that we as citizens need to know about the president because at a certain point HIPAA laws don't you can't use those no more and as the president you, you definitely can't use them and actually I found out that HIPAA laws are not the president can't use them there he's not allowed to use them as right. far in as far as providing information about his health because of the job the role that he plays in the country you don't get those privacies so I found that to be very interesting yeah, but you don't. Um, he's piecemealing the information that he's giving to the public, saying giving a diagnosis one day, but then when asking for this, basically the same diagnosis the following day, he's like, "Oh, I can't give you that," or you know, just asking when was the last time he got tested negative. They're like, "Oh, we're not looking back," which means that and actually, someone actually leaked that he wasn't getting tested every day, like they said he was. So. Sean Conley, Dr. Sean Conley, to me, is the whack-ass of the week for that. That's a good whack-ass of the week. He he really has been... I mean, it's amazing how many people, when the second they get affiliated with Trump, just turn straight to trash. Right. and But it makes sense, though, because he was appointed by the former White House physician, Ronnie... Was it Ronnie Jackson? Yeah. The other guy... Who got on there and said that Donald Trump was the healthiest person he's ever seen yeah, in his right, life. Right. And he, the one who he put up for was the secretary of the VA and then he had to pull out. He was appointed by this guy. That guy's a clown. And then what makes it even worse is that this guy, he's not even an MD. He's an orthopedic doctor. Not to say that orthopedic doctors aren't, don't mean anything. Of course they do. But you're not even an MD. You're not even an yeah. internalist. You deal yeah. with bones. Nothing about the way that the the, the 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 any kind of circulatory system in the body works. So right. you don't you don't even rise to this to the standard of the kind of care that he needs as the president. And then there were also reports that um, people were upset about his promotion because he's so unqualified. So yeah, it's 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 a shit show. The theme of President Trump's administration is unqualified. All right. So (laughs) my whack ass of the week, I don't even like I came across this clown via Twitter. His name is Harlan Z. Hill. He is a I don't watch Fox News, but he's a Fox News commentator. And the reason why I came across this tweet, because he he tweeted after the debate, Kamala Harris comes off as such an insufferable lying bitch. Sorry, it's just true. I saw that. And, you know, the reason why I came across that tweet is because I also follow Tiffany Cross, who I really wish they, they would just give her that weekend show on MSNBC. But that's another yeah, story. She's, she's so good. But she uh, she had the best. So he's my whack ass of the week simply for that comment right there. Yeah, that's um, and then as I started to go through his like Twitter feed, it's like Twitter is the worst, actually. But like his 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 tweets are just as racist as racist can be, as sexist as sexist can be. Uh, but but Tiffany Cross, if y'all don't know who she is, a uh, black reporter, get to know who she is because she's pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. She had the best reply. She retweeted tweeted a video where he and her were on a panel together, and just you know, she just she retweeted the video just with the caption, "Didn't I murder you once?" And that was just like, <laughs> that was just the bait, the best response rebuttal to that. And Y'all should go have, on my Twitter if page. If you have never listened to Tiffany Cross, yeah, you are going to get a show. I'm going to have to go to her page and find that because I definitely follow her. But I'm sure it was very entertaining. I'm, I might have to drop the link to the tweet on my page just so everybody can see that video that I Please was talking do. about. Because she she murdered him. And yeah, it, it was a murder. So uh, Harlan, Harlan Z. Hill, Fox News commentator, is my whack ass of the, of the week. We mm. will put those nominations on my uh, Instagram page and uh, where y'all can vote. Who won, who won last week? Daniel Cameron the prior week? Or it was Daniel just Daniel Cameron, Cameron that week. <laughs> it was just Remember, Daniel it was Cameron. two Dammer cameras. It was Daniel Cameron from the week before <laughs> and then the one for that week. <laughs> Everybody just, it was, it was just 50 Daniel 50 Cameron. Daniel Cameron. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, people, a few people didn't know who he was. And, and really? when I, when I, when I told them, they were like, wow, it was, it was trash. And so, yeah. That's that's it for today's show. Farrah, you got any uh, closing 
Closing comments. No, just protect black women. Believe black women. You know, black men, we love y'all. Y'all lit, but you know, just, just do a little better. You can email me. I'm sharing. I'm sharing. Uh, you can email me at farah.alyssa. That's F-A-R-A-H dot A-L-I-Y-S-A-A at gmail.com. And you can follow me on the socials at farah.gamo, like Farragamo, like how I did that. <laughs> so yeah, Farragamo, F-A-R-A-H dot G-A-M-O on the Twitters and the Instagrams. All right. Thank you, Farah. Um, thank you to everybody that's out there listening. Feel free to email me all of your hate mail at realtalk at salazcorner.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at salazcorner. We will be having some guests on some future episodes as well to, to, so to join exciting. in this conversation. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out to, to a few people who I who I want to bring in to, to some of our conversations. That's going to be fun, I think, um, to kind of hear other people's it will. It will. Especially with this new format. I think it'll be it'll be fun. So until next time, peace y'all.